Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Thursday morning. So the Lady Bears kind of had a shaky start to their opener. What about the men? No, much better for Good. the uh, men. They, but again, you expected that sort of thing. The Bears were playing a Division II team, which they are allowed to play once during the season. And the Bears played Missouri S&T from up at Rolla, came down here, and the Rolla kids tried hard, but they didn't have the physical presence to be able to stay with a D1 team like the Bears. Missouri State much bigger, much quicker, more physical. And that's the difference, Mike, between Division I and Division II. And the late Charlie Spoonhour once told me, he said, a D2 team can't stay with a D1 because their concept of defense is not the same. And he was right. The Bears just defended in a way that Missouri Rolla or Missouri S&T had not seen. They only shot 30% from the field, made 19 field goals of 62 attempts. They were thwarted, they were intimidated, and those things happen. That's when you're playing at a different level. So the Bears win it by a score of 82-47. to 47. How good they are. I think the Bears have a pretty good offensive basketball team. They are fast, but that's against a lower-level team. What will they be in their next game? Their next game's next Wednesday night, and we'll find out because the Bears go to Provo, Utah to play Brigham Young, and that will be probably a much more much more equating story as to how good the Bears are going to be because that is, of course, a much more... That's a D1 team and a D1 power. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. That'll be the true test, my guy. Well, we'll see what happens, but at least that's good news. So we know where the Bears are going next. What about the Lady Bears? Lady Bears have a game against St. Louis University next Tuesday night here in town. Now, the Lady Bears are coming off a thumping at the hands of Mizzou. Lady Bears have some injury problems. They need to get some of those players back. SLU will be a pretty good a pretty good test for them. Then, as we mentioned, the Bears next Wednesday go to BYU out in Provo, Utah. That will be a pretty good challenge. Will be a good challenge. It seems like they're really going to have to set the tone. Hopefully they can right that ship. It uh, should be a good game, though, next week. All right, uh, Drew University. They've historically had a pretty good, at least the last couple of years have been pretty good for the Panthers. What about the Panthers and Lady Panthers? Well, the Lady Panthers are very good. They're number 10 in America. The Panthers are not. Panthers are picked to be oh, a middle-of-the-road Great Lakes Valley Conference team. Great Lakes Valley, incidentally, is the same conference that Missouri S&T plays in. The Bears played them last night. Okay, Drury's teams, the men and the women, are both playing in tournaments. The ladies are going to play in a tournament up in Bolivar. That begins tomorrow afternoon. The Drury Panthers are playing in a tournament that is here at the O'Reilly Family Event Center, and that also begins tomorrow afternoon. The Lady Panthers' first game at 4.30 tomorrow up at Southwest Baptist will be Kentucky Wesleyan. We'll find out how good the Lady Panthers really are, and I think they are pretty good. Drury will play Northwood, and that will be the second game of a doubleheader over at the O'Reilly Family Event Center. These are two teams that are coming down here, Northwood and Saginaw Valley State, and what they're doing is flip-flopping. They change opponents. Drury plays them one night, Missouri S&T plays them the next night. I wonder if the Missouri S&T team went home to Rolla, or do they stay down here for a nice little day of recreation and little practice. <laughs> we'll find that out. <laughs> Define recreation. Hey, well, that's just it. Well, you can't make a definition out of that. Uh, but uh, the the Miners will be back here again uh, tomorrow and Saturday to play in that Drury tournament. Should be exciting stuff, man. I know you're going crazy. Like I said, it's good to see you having your Chuck Taylors on, man, ready for a lot of basketball Absolutely. and keeping track of it for me because there's no way in hell I could do it for myself, man. <laughs> so we've got a lot of college football action 
this weekend, some really good ones, some not so good ones. You see any trap games? Yes, I do. I think there are some trap games, and teams really have to watch out in this one. One I'm especially looking at, well, there are a couple of them, but I think one occurs down here in Fayetteville, LSU and Arkansas. Arkansas is an underdog to LSU, but only by three points. LSU is coming off that win over Alabama. They are now harboring thoughts of grandeur and maybe getting in the playoffs. Watch out. The Razorbacks can give them a whole lot of problems. Alabama, which is number 10 in the bowl rankings, coming off a, a couple of losses now this season, plays Ole Miss. Ole Miss is number 11 in the country. Alabama is number 10 in the country. This will be a terrific matchup, and I think one that's going to be pretty good. Georgia, the number one team in America, goes to Mississippi State in Starkville. Now, Starkville's just oh, maybe 100 miles down the road from Oxford. So you have the Georgia Bulldogs, number one, playing down there. Mississippi State's not as good as Rick Leach's team, and they're squirrelier than heck. But see what happens. They have the capabilities of giving Georgia a really tough time if the Bulldogs aren't ready to play. So Mississippi State and Georgia is one to watch out for. The, the real one that I think that everybody is looking at is the game at Memorial Stadium in Austin, Texas, where they'll have... 104,000, 105,000 fans for the Texas Longhorns. They are playing TCU. TCU is number four in the country. They are very, very good. But Texas playing at home is also very good. Watch out. That is a trap game, as is or some of the others. K-State and Baylor playing in Waco, Texas. K-State's favored. Watch out. The Baylor Bears are tough at home. These are all some of the tra- uh, the key trap games that could be going on Saturday. Real question is, is where are you putting your chocolate chips at? I haven't decided yet. Oh, man, you're getting close. You're getting close. I know you've been hurt before, and you've, you're still kind of getting over last weekend. So last weekend I, was a disaster. I know it was. I won't rush you. Speaking of disasters, tonight's Thursday night football game, Panthers and Falcons. Your thoughts on that, sir? Wow. <laughs> hey, man, you know what, though? Seriously, every time they have a game like this, and it's just like, okay, it actually turns out to be a good game. So you never know. This might be a good game because they're two bad teams. Uh, Hey, man, it's kind of fun to watch that sometimes. Atlanta and Carolina playing in Charlotte, North Carolina. Actually, it might be interesting because looking at this weather here, they, they may have some rain, some hurricane rain up there in Charlotte. So that might make it very interesting where the Carolina Panthers play is outdoors. So put them out there, let them tee it up and see what happens. Um, and... If you've got someone playing on your fantasy team tonight, then I guess that probably has something a little bit more to do with it. And, and that's probably the most genius thing anyone ever invented is because <laughs> 40 years ago, when games like this happened, what did you do? You didn't have fantasy football, so what did you do? Well, it does, I will tell you, it does create a lot of interest in teams and, and individuals who ordinarily would not know some of the players in the NFL do know them now. And even guys who are bit players, hey, they come to the fore very quickly. Yeah, fantasy football does have a benefit. does. At least it keeps our interest. All right, last but not least, uh, tomorrow night's high school playoff games. Unfortunately for this immediate area, we don't have any representation as far as like Springfield in general. Not in the city. Just a little bit outside, we do have some guys fighting for us. We do indeed, and this will be the district championship night out in Class 6. And that's the largest of the classes in Missouri in terms of enrollment in schools, but the smallest as far as the teams are concerned. 
we have Nixa representing Class 6. And Nixa is going to play Lee's Summit North, which is one of the top teams and a former state champion. Play them in the district championship game here in Christian County. Game will start at 7 o'clock. It'll be cold, but it'll be a heck of a football game. Now, in Class 6, the winner of that district goes to the semifinals. There are fewer teams in Class 6, so from the district, you're to semifinals and then the championship. All the others, 5 through 1, you go to the quarterfinals because there are more mm-hmm. teams involved. And yes, we have a number of teams. Bolivar going down to West Plains will be a dandy. How about Republican Carthage? Republic has been upset-minded all season long. They play down in Carthage. That will be a great game. Lamar and Fairgrove, that's going to be a dandy. Hey, they all are, and that's what the high school football season is all about. It is, and it's going to be cold tomorrow night for these kids out on the field, but hopefully they can get the dubs for the area. Ned, you have a great day, sir. I'll see you tomorrow.